Welcome to Chat Your Own with Candy and Noodle, the monthly chat show podcast about all things now, then, and tomorrow. It's a little politics, a little art and science, and a whole lot of feminism. Liberal as fuck. Yeah. No, I feel like crap. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like let's let's start recording because uh, let's talk about how we feel like crap. Oh my Um, goodness! Welcome back to Chat Your Own. I'm Candy here with Noodle. Hey, I'm Noodle. How you doing, Noodle? Oh my god, I am feeling like I have suddenly gotten to the age where I can no longer just like eat junk food for days. Right, right. I I feel (laughs) full, flashy belly, and heartburn. She belly. Yeah. Big time slashy belly. Yeah. It's not just, I'm not just full because I've eaten too much. I feel filled with liquid. Yeah. Right. You eat, you get thirsty. You eat, you get thirsty. You know, there's chocolate milk in the house. There's nog in the house. (laughs) There's nog. Slashy belly and heartburn is nobody's band name. Like it's everybody's experience, but nobody's like, ha ha, that's my band name. Everybody's like, oh God, I don't want to go to a show. I want to stay home and nurse my washy belly and That sounds like something I don't want to do. I have been drinking a lot of chamomile tea. Oh. I don't know if it's helping. (laughs) Well, you're just putting more stuff in there. So you're probably, it's definitely not helping with the slashy portion. No, but like it feels feels therapeutic. Right. It feels like I'm doing something adult and responsible. And then I also think like, and I feel like I've mentioned this before that I've accidentally given up drinking, like not with any intention. I'm just like, I don't know, not super interested in it. So I feel very like virtuous with my chamomile tea because the idea of like, I'm also having booze on top of everything else that I've been putting just aggressively in my tum. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. We are talking about feelings today <laughs> on this episode of Chat Your Own. All kinds of feelings. End of the year feels. Too much food feels. Uh, so that's how you're feeling about food. How are you feeling about December at all? Oh, God. This year, this is like the fastest year in the history of mankind. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how 2020 took 17 years to get here and 2021 just happened like overnight. So this December has been, it's been fine. I feel like, like as of December 5th, my brain was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. It's Christmas. That's like a January problem, which is a long time for me to just keep pushing things off. And then like, ah, we'll pick this up in the new year. Like a lot of snooze. Snooze on a lot of things. Snooze on a lot of things. That's true. Uh, Yeah, I feel like uh, January, (laughs) December has been packed, packed with stuff. And Mm -hmm. that could just be in comparison to last December. That's a good um, point. Because I haven't done a ton, but, you know, work has, you know, progressed and, you know, things have gotten a bit more um, involved just in life in general and I'm fucking tired I am tired mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like a lot of this whole year has happened in this month yeah that's fair yeah and you know it's funny because we, we spend all this time thinking about like rest and recharge over the holidays as opposed to joyous celebrations like I feel like we used to do a lot more like joyous celebration and now it's like Oh, please stop everything so I can lay here perfectly still. Right. And that, I don't know, I don't know if that's a um, circumstance of like getting older or if that's a circumstance of 
the pandemic where it's really hard to feel joyful about anything right now right. or if it's just the phase like who knows who knows right it's like look, I, I'm 39 I, is it just that I'm where I am in life is it that yeah absolutely uh and we'll never know because we will only know the our our phases of life as pandemic phases of life so this is just it Mm -hmm. we'll never know right yeah I mean next year next year we'll have all turned 40 and maybe we'll feel really joyful maybe (laughs) is that that a ridiculous optimism oh no I just I'm starting to feel like even like being joyful feels exhausting and Mm. I am generally sleepy I mean that's partially because to uh, for the listening audience this is two days post Christmas we are recording so two days post Christmas in Los Angeles it's been raining for a few days it's been pretty chilly Um, it's gonna rain all week Yeah. So I'm also feeling like, you know, all snugged up and like, eh, kind of for everything other than yesterday, I napped a lot. Oh, how glorious for you. A lot yesterday. Zero, zero things to do. Like it, not doing anything, but eating all of the leftovers, which was so much cake. Delicious. And baked pasta. Delicious. Uh, I, I ate a lot of the cookies that you made yesterday. Like I was like, Oh, I'll have one or two or seven or maybe all of them. And they were so good. And like, I am not sorry. I I don't regret a single cookie that, that I ate with a little like lemony back taste. Like, yeah, just great. great. Thumbs Mm -hmm. up. Yeah, I thank you. I had a lot. Of, I think we had one left in the house on Christmas morning. On Christmas morning, our little like breakfast plate was a couple pieces of king cake, um, some banana bread, a whole opal apple, which is my current favorite apple, um, and one cookie. <laughs> that sounds like an excellent Christmas morning breakfast. That was our last I like cookie. It. Yeah, it was wonderful. Um, how did you feel about your Christmas morning? Did you guys have a wonderful time? You know, it was great. Uh, Revel is like super into Christmas this year. You know, last year it was like overwhelming for him and it was too many things and we like way spoiled him. I mean, not that we didn't do that this year. We just had like sure. a better strategy on it this year in that we spaced things out. We did like opening sections and then playing with the toys and then opening. And, you know, we... We FaceTime with all the different grandparents at like different times space out throughout the day. And I think that really made a big difference as opposed to like open 47 presents at once. Yeah. Um, so he was super into it and like really excited about opening gifts. I mean, obviously it was like, is it my turn? Is it mine? Is it next? Am I this? Am I me? Give me, which, you know, we'll work on, but sure. just three, that's fine. Um, but it was great. Like we had a really nice time opening gifts, talking to all the grandparents, like just playing with everything. Um, I will say the gift from the written hours, like I, if I had known that was coming in, I wouldn't have bought him anything else. Cause that is his favorite thing that he has played with. It's like this kinetic sand situation. Mm. Like that's it. Like the joy that he has gotten out of this gift. It like really like makes the holiday, right? Like that's the thing. It makes a holiday. Oh, sure. Like seeing that sure. level of like happiness and excitement. You're like, Oh, well we have completed the world. Like this is great. Yes. Good. That's a big box. Yes. Right. Yeah, there. Right. When like there's I that feel, kind of happiness. I feel good about it. Um, oh, that's good. I mean, that didn't change me from 
taking down 95% of my decorations this morning. But like we had a great day, day up. How was your Christmas? Christmas was excellent. We also had a wonderful morning. We had wonderful present opening. We FaceTimed with the various parents. And actually I got a uh, video call in with all of the sisters, including my dad, which is oh, how was an unexpected, it was a big surprise. Um, that was very nice because we haven't been, oh geez, well, the last time all the sisters were together in the in a room, especially for Christmas, was 2017. Um, and that's really the last time we've all been together. Wow. At all. That's a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. That was actually really, really, really nice. Um, so speaking of presents opening, yeah. um, we had talked about threading a would you rather theme through, yes. through this, through this episode. So I have my first, would you rather question? Oh, you're ready to interject now. Let me give oh. a little bit. Yes. No, let's do it. Let me give okay. a little bit of a rundown. So we are going to talk about we're going to talk about feelings. We've got feelings about the end of the year. We've got uh, random feelings, all kinds of fun, random stuff. And one of the things we are going to do is this, uh, would you rather holiday edition, which was Noodle's idea, which I freaking love. And we're going to kind of sprinkle them through the episode. So would you rather me, Noodle? Go. This is a perfect one for the, for the presence conversation. Would you rather open one big present at the beginning of the, of the opening session and then have to watch everybody else open things for the the other two hours and not get any other presents? Or would you rather 10 small presents spread out throughout the opening so you keep getting a turn? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I am going to say 10 presents, but I believe in quality over quantity. And the reason I say 10 presents is because uh, at least our tradition so far has been to just like open together. It's just the two of us and we open at the same time. And sometimes we'll stop and watch the other, but we don't have a back and forth. And mm. I enjoy that moment. And I think the quality of that moment of kind of the, the giddiness and excitement of it is worth it. Interesting. Opening mm. together. What is, what is your choice? I mean, I, it's tough, right? Because if you if you think if you just get the one big one, you know, like that's going to be something amazing. It's probably right. something you've wanted. It's something you're like super excited for. But it's hard. It's hard watching everybody else open stuff, and you're just like, "Where?" Um, me. Yeah, but also, I feel like I have overcluttered my entire life, and I should be having less things. I'm trying to like pretend that I'm a minimalist. It's not going well, but I'm trying. Right. So I'm going to say one big one and then mm-hmm. like enjoy other people watch opening their gifts and right. watch them because I've always done the like take turns, never right. the many at once. Interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, I don't think I would get away with that if my mom was here. Mm-hmm. Like my mom wants stop watch, <laughs> yeah. show everybody. Now you take the picture the person. Right. Yeah. Um, that is just how it's been for the past few years on Christmas morning. And I do like it. I think I like it. I can, I will say that I, even though I'm a total ham, 
<laughs> the least favorite part of a birthday party as a younger person, which like, I'm not complaining about birthday parties. I had fucking great birthday parties and I'm very grateful. Um, but was the like present opening portion because you have to, the way everybody looks at you and you have to like, you, you have to react excited, even if you're not excited because you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. And it becomes this whole anxiety, like pressure situation which is maybe why I'm a little more like, eh, just go nuts. Mm-hmm. Just paper everywhere and go crazy. Ta-da! Yeah, just like, bam. You think y'all didn't see that. It was like fireworks <laughs> hands. Bam, bam, bam. That was a good would you rather. Um, I Let's talk about feelings for one second because I did a little bit of a um, some research on feelings. And did you know that there are there's, you know, there's all these people who have come up with like the feelings basis and psychologically and blah, blah, blah. So the widely accepted theory of basic emotions and their expressions uh, was developed by Paul Ekman. And he suggests six basic emotions, sadness, happiness, fear, anger, surprise, and disgust. Um, right. What do you think about that? About that spectrum? That, I mean, that feels accurate. Disgust right. is an interesting one because we read a lot of like feelings books, but disgust almost never comes up on the, in those lists. And what's funny is I often feel disgusted. Yes. At least lately. <laughs> last six years or so. I am frequently <laughs> disgusted and then uh-huh. disgusting. So that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I feel like there's, I feel like, hmm, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I like it. I think that's a very good spectrum. Say it again, slower. They feel basic, yeah. Yeah. Sadness, happiness, fear, anger, surprise, and disgust. Surprise. Surprise feels like an outlier, but also right is a what nothing. It wouldn't fall under a different umbrella. Yeah. Right. Um, It's it's interesting. There are some uh, other theories. This I am reading. Uh, specifically from an infographic published at online.uwa.edu, which I believe is the University of Washington. Um, And this is freaking great. And I'll post a link to it. Uh, But there's another, like an expanded um, theory, which includes joy, anticipation, anger, disgust, sadness, surprise, fear, and trust. And this is like, shown in a circle and the kind of opposing emotions are across from each other. Mm. So like joy is opposite sadness. Anticipation is opposite surprise. So I think that's interesting because what's opposite disgust. Trust. I trust you're not handing me something disgusting to eat. Right. I'm trusting that you didn't sneeze in my latte. Mm hmm. That's Which would be disgusting. It would be disgusting. <laughs> Are you mad at me? That's anger. Across from anger is fear because I'm fearful that you're mad at me and therefore you're going to loogie in my latte. Mad so you really can fear. make these connections. I just think it's fascinating because yeah. we talk about feelings. And of course, like the whole, the zeitgeist is very feelings heavy at the moment as it should be. Um, there's too many things that we have put away and not discussed and too many feelings that we've been like, meh, that's not something you talk about in public and like, here we are. Um, but I don't often think of the base of 
the many feelings we have throughout the day, like kind of like a color wheel. Like I don't think about the basis and then the sub feelings and the different like genres of feelings. Mm. Right. Yeah. Now thinking about all of that, I'm going to ask you the secret question. Are you ready? I am. I'm always are you, are you ready. I'm ready. As a kid, did you have a band slash celebrity slash performer you liked so much that you had an emotional explosion over them? It, they. Oh my goodness. I mean, I mean, it's new kids on the block, right? Like it's new right. kids on the block when we were little going mm-hmm. to the new kids on the block concert amidst the shrieking hysteria of everything. That was like my mm-hmm. first ever concert. And it was a very big deal. Uh, I, I remember my dad like being so horrified by the sound. He didn't have earplugs, but he like balled up a plastic bag that like he had in his backpack and put that in his ears. Cause it was horrible. Um, I remember like collecting like new kids on the block trading cards, like that sort of thing. Like that was, that was a very big deal in terms of the first music that felt like it was mine. You know, like as, right. as a kid, I always listened to 60s music with my dad and stuff like that. I remember feeling very emotional, realizing that the Beatles like were no longer a band and that, and that John was dead. Like that was a big deal. Whoa. Um, but yeah. Right. I was like, I'm sorry. What? Could you come again? Um, but in terms of an emotion that felt like I owned it was the new kids on the block right. going to that concert for the first time. And just like the overwhelming experience of being there and having this like hysterical tween nonsense. Right. It's interesting because fandom uh, elicits a lot of emotions. Yes. And it's not always what would be considered joyful or happy, uh, whatever his face was, who wanted to impress Jodie Foster by... Oh, Stocky McGee. Yeah, right. I mean, there, there's... By shooting Ronald Reagan. Yes. That's how... Yeah, attempting to shoot Ronald. Yeah, yeah, he did not... Did he actually get him? Yeah, he went into surgery, didn't he? I mean, he he was actually him, yeah. hit. Did he just wing yeah. him? Sirhan <laughs> um... Sirhan? I don't remember. No, I mean, he had three names. Oh, they always do. I feel like it's not that important. Let's not give this person yeah. any, more, any more energy. Yeah. But that kind of, uh, the feelings that come from that, like, connection. Like, you know, the, you felt like that music was yours. That moment was yours. That feeling was yours. Um, it's all very interesting. It's interesting the amount of bandwidth we have. We don't think about it, but we're processing quite a bit every day um also mine was also in uh music on the block yay which i think we talked about before yeah like i that's the one and only time that like i screamed and like threw a happy tantrum like on the <laughs> floor like when i got the tickets i I've, i don't really think i've ever screamed like that since i was eight ish years old um but I never got, and you never say never, you don't actually know. But I, I used to I remember watching videos, you know, Michael Jackson reactions and Beatles reactions. Uh, the, yeah, the mania and thinking, I can't imagine, I can't imagine getting so excited seeing a person I don't actually know that I'm going to pass out. <laughs> and then you wonder, well, what's wrong with my feelings? 
And my <laughs> do I not like them enough? What is the matter? It's not very interesting. Um, uh, let's let's just let's jump into it. Let's start with uh, emotions about books. What you reading, Noodle? Oh man, um, and interesting. This is this book very much about, deals with feelings. Is uh, someone like you by Nick Hornby, and it is about a. divorced or about to be divorced. She's not divorced. She's soon to be divorced mother um, in her early forties who kind of accidentally stumbles into a really loving, healthy relationship with a 22 year old um, who originally was like the babysitter for her kids. And it developed from there. And you know, I keep saying, oh, I'm not going to read any more white men. I've had enough of them, blah, blah, blah. But this book was so fucking good. Nick Hornby is just excellent. He's just excellent. He's He is, I think a great comparison is he's Frederick Bachman without the anxiety. Uh, he just writes about people in a way that is relatable and a little bit sardonic, but like not cruel. Um, not detached. It's very warm. It's very personal, but it's also like a little wink winky, um, which <laughs> I like. And this book is lovely. It's so healthy and addresses a great many feelings of, you know, being in your mid forties and thinking like, what am I doing with my life? And I am ridiculous having relationship and having feelings for this 22 year old boy. What am I going to talk to this little boy about? But actually their relationship is really kind of lovely. And it turns out they have a million things to talk about, despite the fact that they're polar opposites in their life experiences. And, and uh, she is white and he is black. And that is also a huge portion of it. Like it's wonderful. It's a really glowing human experience book. And I loved it. Um, and funnily, wonderful. I, I suggested it for my work book club. And since like my role at the company has changed some, um, I'm no longer on like the standard thread list. The like the, what we call NGs, like, I, I don't know what the NG stands for. They're like emailing subgroup. And, um, I didn't get the like invite to the actual book club. And somebody told me, oh yeah, we're reading this book. And I was like, you're reading my book that I suggested for book club and I didn't get invited to book club and it felt very traumatic and I'm sure it was not on purpose, but I was like, well, this is bullshit. And I had a lot of feelings about it. (laughs) Very upset. I have feelings Uh, about it. Not, I'm sure not intentional, Uh, but it was, it was a really great book and I enjoyed it. It was, it was both sad and joyful. Um, Um, I like that you said it was healthy. It sounds healthy. Um, which is in itself refreshing. Yeah, it, it a there wasn't book a about relationships. Yeah. You know, it was just human ex- humans being humans and like fumbling about, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed. Hmm. I did not know what he looks like, and he reminds me of somebody. And I think it's the dude who plays Hellraiser. Is who I, he reminds me of. That's hilarious. I Interesting. I will look into that deeper. I don't know what that dude looks like. Who raises? Who? Uh, well, you're, you you know what he looks like with the you know nails sure, with the face. spikes. But sure, like Nick Hornby sure. is probably not wearing spikes. No, not in this picture anyway. <laughs> not in this picture. Yeah, yeah. That sounds wonderful. I am very happy that you're reading books. You're reading a book that makes you feel good, as opposed to a book that makes you feel like crap about people. Because that's been popping up. 
Yeah, it's been a lot of really depressing books. Yeah. Part of your reading. Um, all right, let's do it. Let's take these feelings and let's let's do it. Let's jump right into it. I am going to start. I'm gonna give you a feelings question. Are you ready? Or a feelings vibe? I'm ready. Vibe? I'm ready. What is what's your favorite fabric? Oh no. Uh in the oh, actual no. feeling and touching of things. Okay, so it's that very specific fabric that they use for the blankets. It's not fleece. It's not cotton. It's that like fuzzy, soft. Mm. I feel very luxe. Luxe mm-hmm. might not be the right pronunciation. But like L-U-X. it's squishy. Yes. Um, yeah. And it feels like it used to be the ones that if you rub your hands over them, it would make sparks. But mm. I'm pretty sure they like stopped doing that and they changed it. But I think maybe it's chenille. Maybe it's chenille. Is that they stopped called? using something that's like highly trans- <laughs> transmits electricity. I, I don't know what they're called, but there's like all mm-hmm. of the blankets feel this way. It's that very, they're like heavy, but right. super soft. That oh, is my favorite nice. fabric. Yes. Oh, I mean, the, the blanket that, that you're, that you're waving yeah. around, I'm sure it's that same feeling. That's hilarious because I am sitting in two chairs with two pillows and a blanket at my desk because it's fucking cold. Because you can't. Yes. Yep. Now this is polyester. I have I have no idea what the actual fabric. Which I'm fabric surprised is. by. Yeah, but like you yeah. you know you know what I'm talking about, right? You know I do. that blanket feeling. Everybody has I them do. as a throw blanket in their living room. On the right, couch. they're like sold everywhere. Yes. yes. Um, that's a very good answer. That's a really, really good answer. Um, I want my answer to be cotton. Um, but it's not like, I want it to be something that's like natural and breathable and that like I can constantly put on my body, but it's really not. I actually don't know that I have a favorite fabric in the sense of wearing. Um, but I like tool. I like to touch it. I like that. It's poofy. I like that tool will lift Anything that you put over it. Anything you put over it. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful like fabric. It is a powerful fabric. It's um, it's a statement fabric, and it feels. I like the way it feels on my my hands. Crunch, I, and it like pops the, back out. It does. It pops back out. I recently was gifted a tool boa, and it pops back out, and it's. That is a statement piece, a tool yes. boa. It's a vegan boa because it's not made with feathers. Our f- feathers. It depends on the boa. I mean, you yeah, I was like, ones. wait. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are the are boas made of real feathers? They can be. Oh, yeah. Huh. The really soft ones that there are wait, surprisingly we... a lot of different kinds of boas. I am you think shocked. just the same boa, right? Yeah. I just I've assumed had, they were entirely plastic. Right. I have had fake feather boas because Jess and I uh, accessorized our prom dresses sure. with boas, right? As you and do. Those, and they're pokey and they break and they, you know, you leave little pieces everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, even, even something that's fake feathers can be just as messy and, you know, whatever else as real feathers. Um, and I am very excited about my tool, Boa. I can't wait to like do stuff with it. I never thought about feathers as mm-hmm. not being vegan. And that makes perfect sense. 
Right. And I'm not saying that tool, I mean, tool is, I don't know. I have no idea how those things died. You know what I mean? I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's like a vegan, but when searching for, yes, I actually got um, a tool boa and a felt beret for my birthday, not wool, a felt beret. Quality experiences. I know. And it feels great too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, wool can be scratchy. It's not always. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is, has no scratch. No scratch. No, it's a no scratch beret. I like I'm it. Thrilled. I That's am a, thrilled. That feels that feels like important because yeah, I don't think about fabrics as well, other than leather, right? You think about leather, but then right. I never really think right. about the other fabrics as being yeah. a thing. But there they are. Mm-hmm. I love fabric. You know what I really hate? I hate when a fabric is staticky. I hate when a fabric you like is a staticky fabric so like the second it touches anything it like sticks to your body right or like if you have the slightest of a dry hand it snags it then i feel like a fucking troll monster <laughs> uh, yeah, the answer that's... is to wear tool yeah. <laughs> you're not that... you're not snagging shit with your dry ass winter hand mm. um feeling like a troll monster yeah feels like a lotion. good Ooh. A good summary for the year. Yeah. How do you feel about the year? Like a troll monster. Yeah. If you had to name your overpowering feeling on this year, how what what would you? My whole wow, that's heavy. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean. The feeling of the year, our feelings the for feeling the year. Of the year. Um, <laughs> I, for, I, for some reason, I want to go with Claire. Um, I don't. I don't really know why. There's a Breakfast Club reference. Um, I like Claire. I think I'm gonna go with Claire. Like Claire's kind of a bitch. No, I gave her an, I personified the feeling of the year by giving it the name Claire. I wish we were, I mean, we are recording faces and I'd like to find a way to take that moment and get it real hard and then just see what people put with it. I had, I had no idea what you were talking uh-huh. about. I was like, did I accidentally say, who would you think was the person of the year? No, I just don't have another way. I couldn't possibly just pick one. Got it. Got word, it. Okay. One describing word. It it's, like a multi- had, it's like a whole person. It's multifaceted. They had missed it. God, okay. No, I got you. I got you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Claire. How do I, what are my feelings? How do I name my feelings for the last year? Claire. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Eating her fucking sushi at detention. Claire. I'm going to go with Claire. At like 9 a.m. at detention. Okay. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what about you? What was your what was your vibe? How did your brain take that? I mean, fear. Fear was probably fear. my overarching emotion That's of the year. Depressing. A little bit depressing, but I don't think abnormal. Yeah. I mean, considering the year. Uh yeah. Fear. Fear is a big one. I mean, fear about like the pandemic, 
fear about am I like doing parenting wrong fear fear about you know my work is often terrifying and overwhelming so like I'm I'm just gonna go with fear I had a fearful 2021 do you think it's because of the just like no matter what even though we are standing still it feels like everything is up in the air I mean you can't control where anything can fall just Mm -hmm. you just have to wait for it to hit the ground yeah and then I also like feel kind of like guilty about letting fear and anxiety like be in charge but also like shut the fuck up I'm scared right you know I think if I don't even know that I could pick like uh, a an emotion that was like a steady average like through line for the year because I feel all too chaotic mm-hmm. it's it's first of all they're all happening at the same time and all happening constantly, which is probably why I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. I feel tired. That's really it. it mm. is, their exha- exhaustion, if I had to pick, would probably be the mo- the thing I have said to myself and to others most often is, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm exhausted. Well, that's a bummer. Claire was funnier. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. <laughs> Claire was way funnier. Yeah, no, I'm sorry to have been a total bum. Um, um, I, I have I have now terrible feelings about something, I, having just said that. Uh, I'm sad that that is a distinction of how I, how I mark my year. That, that makes me sad to have said that out loud, but I feel like it's also very honest. It is um, very honest. In the way that, like, your first reaction is also a, usually a, a pretty honest one. Um, so right. I'm now sad that I have said that out loud. And uh, for the people closest to me that listen, um, please don't worry about me. I'm fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I laugh because I'm fine. I'm clearly fine. Clearly, oh, this cool. is my fine voice. Uh, don't worry, Dad. I'm fine. Right. Uh, I recently. Uh, it's cool. You see me all the time, huh? I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything, everything's fine. I mean, I think the, the, at the end of the day, at the end of this episode, at the end of whatever cycle we begin again in five seconds, um, none of us are fine. I think is, is the over, that's the real overall, how are you feeling? Like everything is wrong. Mm. Like nothing is fine. Right. Like nothing is fine. Um, so as much just I wish I could take back that feeling real quick and stuff that right back in my mouth. But now we've recorded it. So it's out there in the world. What is something, what is a feeling that you think, oh, I wish I hadn't shared that feeling? Oh, geez. Yeah. Um, I've got it too far on this. Um, one is very specific. I'm going to start with that. And this is a, a little bit of a retraction kind of. Um, I made a comment about Elon Musk specifically earlier in this podcast in like last season, quite possibly. That was about um, him, like in an allegorical way, but being like going to save humanity. Like these private companies are going to go out and do the stuff because they have the money and they can do it. So let them discover the shit, like whatever, it's just going to happen. And I have been feeling uncomfortable about that for about a year and a half about just saying that and feeling that way and putting that out into the world. Um, so there's that. 
Um, the other is exactly. I, what I you- think I think you are not alone in that feeling. I think a lot of right? people are like, "Oh, I invested a lot of time and effort like in this person, and I deeply wish I hadn't." Right, I been a Musk fan. That situation, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. And it, and even though it feels like it was a blurb of time where I felt that way, it's I'm disgusted enough about it. Like it's ishy enough after the fact that I'm still like. Bleh at mm. myself so maybe that won't happen so much now that I said it here um the other thing is exactly what you just did I have had moments of just being fed up about everything that's going on in the whole world and being too raw and that making everything else in your life worse and com- more confusing and harder and I will like have a moment on the phone with my mom and then at the end, I'm, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. And I wish I could. I'm like, but I'm fine. But I'm, but, I'm, but I'm fine. So I feel, I feel bad. I think it's not about like sharing my feelings, but more about the, there's just inconsistency in communication. So it feels like a dump when it finally happens. Like when you finally have the time, you don't talk to someone every day to like have a conversation. And then once it starts, it's everything that you have maybe been upset about for the last so many weeks, maybe even months. And it really sounds like you're going to go home and burn your own goddamn house down. And, and then I'm like, but, but, but okay, but I'm actually, my day is actually fine. I had a good interaction at the grocery store. Please don't worry about me. Uh, that is a, yeah, <laughs> I've been feeling that a lot. That's interesting, that idea of the like mega dump where you like blurt out the 75 things and then have to like walk it back. Of those like type of experiences where you're like, I'm just gonna like vomit out all the things like which, which feeling do you feel like you're having the hardest feeling do you feel? I feel like I keep saying and then I did it again. Feel like which, which feeling do you have the hardest time articulating in that moment? I, I know that I say I, I go to rage real quick and mm-hmm. I think the anger is easy to like get out about stuff. I'm angry at people who are unvaccinated. I'm angry to make it miss it. Like those things I, I have an easy time articulating. What do you have? What feeling do you have a hard time articulating in those moments? My actual despair probably because it, it's a hard thing to relate to begin with, right? I mean, that's there's a lot of things that can help relate to someone if if you are feeling extreme desperation about something. And a lot of that is your face. It could be your general temperature that you're giving off. There's other things that can help someone else absorb what you're saying. And then you as the person saying it can see that absorption. and it makes it a little bit easier without feeling like you have to find every sort of word to really express exactly how desperate this situation is. That's been hard for me. Mm. And some of that is also being so far away from everybody that you can tell that story, but if your face isn't like a hysterical mess, the person absorbing it can gauge is it, are you about to scream? Are you about to 
rip off all your clothes and run naked through the woods. I mean, always, but like mm-hmm. to be able to gauge your mental health based on your physical presentation of telling that story. Yeah. I'm, I think in general this year, but like this pandemic, I am, and we've talked about this too. I'm having a hard time. I'm an expressive person and I've gotten to the point of being open and personable partly because of how I am in person um, and not being able to share my feelings and vibes in that way with people and like actually bounce, you know, auras off each other has been really, really hard for me. And I'm sure like my, you know, what my personality profile, my ENFJ, like, I'm sure there's something in there that's like, well, yeah, you're a little bit of an extrovert and to not have that energy bounce back and forth has made it even harder for me to articulate myself. Well, that seems very self-aware. <laughs> That's all the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Just at home figuring out candy. Um, I'm going to give you a would you rather. Now is the time for a would you rather. Um, would you rather hand make every gift you give forever or only be able to purchase presents from one store forever? Oh, God. I mean, one store forever. One store forever. Because let's be honest. Easy. That was a fast one. I feel like you don't want ugly things. <laughs> I mean, maybe I would get better with time with whatever it is right. that I was making. But like the first couple of years would be pretty rough on everybody, especially me. I would be sad about giving misshapen whatever's. Like, sure, like, I don't know, whatever the skill is, I've decided to take up. Um, but no, I'm gonna go with that purchase everything from one store, and like, with a little luck, it's like a kitchen store, and everybody gets aprons and mixing spoons, and like, who loves that? Then it becomes picking the store, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like, if I got to choose what the store is, it becomes an even easier, like. Is it a bookstore? Because I could do, everybody could get a book forever. I, I could happily exclusively gift books right. forever. But like, what if it's a pet store? Chew toys? <laughs> but like, chew toys. Puppies sure. for everybody. Yeah, I, I think, I, think I, would, I would feel more creative stuck in one store having to identify gifts for people rather than having to actually like use my hands to be creative. <laughs> Or we've got more fireworks hands, just so everyone knows. We've got lots of tangible yep. hand, yep. hand motion. That's a great question, um, though. I like that. Thank you. Uh, I've got a gross one in here, too. I'm very excited. I can't wait to, to put that one out there. Um, I would like to know, because we, you like resolutions. We, everyone, you know, we like goals. How do you feel? feel about the idea like how do you feel about goals and resolutions and do you have any or are you in a place of I got enough fucking things to think about do I I need to think about you know not eating chips or like whatever (laughs) I love New Year's resolutions and interestingly enough have a would you would you rather at the end that the New Year's resolution this is a great a great segue uh, of course, I have goals. Um, I love I love New Year's resolutions. I believe in them very strongly. I 
try really hard to remember them all throughout the year and like work towards them and look at the end of the year. And I think, did I do it or not? Uh, I used to be a lot better about it pre-baby because I had any like brain power to remember what my New Year's resolutions were from year to year. I don't really have that currently. Um, but yes, like I love them. I set them every year. I work at them. Um, I ask other people about their news resolutions in ways that make everybody uncomfortable and annoyed with me, which is fine. Like I'm, I am prepared for that. And because I do it every year, I, I'd like to think that people are prepared for me to ask them, but what about if not, because I can't, I can't not do it. I mean, I could, but I choose not to not do it. I actively ask. Um, yes. So my New Year's resolutions this year are um, interestingly some like financial ones about figuring out what does retirement look like? Because someday I'd like to retire and I should have a better plan than just like a random bank account. Um, so that's a big one. I'd like to do at least one significant house project this year. I, I think it's going to be remodeling the garage, which is getting increasingly gross as I spend more time in it. And uh, always running five five Ks. I haven't done it yet. Maybe five years the charm. Maybe uh, maybe that's it. I did four. I did four one year. I haven't quite made it to five yet, but you know, someday I will. Um. So, my would you rather? Yes. Would you rather be publicly judged and scrutinized and like followed up on for your resolutions all year long, or never change and grow? <laughs> Wait, isn't that just isn't that just life now? Isn't that just like how it is? One or right, the other, like, that's it. But you are constantly changing and growing in that you're doing all this like self-examination and stuff. Like, so basically, would you rather like have people watch you make changes or never change at all? I mean, I would rather people watch me make changes. I hope cosmically that doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. (laughs) Um, But um, now... The, the interesting thing about that is that one does affect the other because if I am, if the constant, the scrutiny, the being in the public, whatever that might be, affects your, the way you grow and change. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's, it's, I mean, it's worth it. If I can only choose one or the other, then yes. Right, like that idea of like accountability. Right, like, I, yeah, I don't ever want to, the idea of not having, of having like the exact same thought process about very important topics as a grown-up that you you did as a child. Um, it's not that you can't have the same opinion or feeling about it, but having the same thought process to get you to that place to me, that scares me. Not growing and and having like uh, an expanding sense of logic, what makes sense, how I want to interact with the world around me, which hopefully changes because the world keeps changing. Um, that I think is much scarier than uh, being judged and looked at for how I might change or what I might do wrong. I also say that as a as a missing growing up on the internet, we missed that. We were older 
when, you know, MySpace and Facebook became a thing, I was not in high school. I was not in junior high school. So I also, you know, people who grew up that way might have a different. That's true because we're old enough to be able to say, well, this, this isn't real and we can just. I have pictures of my boobs that were developed on film and the person at Walgreens saw those pictures of my boobs. Sure. But everybody I know didn't. Yes. Yeah. And that makes a big difference. Our Different the, perspective. Our terrible, our terrible public mistakes, for the most part, that are in picture form, are huh. on pieces of paper in our possession, for the most part. Right, right, yeah, which is nice. <laughs> That's good for me. Um, I am wondering, let me ask you, what feelings in others are you trying to better recognize or understand? Hmm. And other people. Um, She's fucking hard right now. Yeah, I am trying to recognize an interaction that is not judgmental. That's a time that's like not like necessarily a good word on that one that like, I'm trying to recognize that somebody else isn't necessarily judging so maybe i'm trying to recognize a non-judgmental approach to something where if somebody says have you done x y and z my fight or flight kicks in and i'm trying to like adjust to the fact that they might just be asking like hey what's the status on that as opposed to like what the fuck how come you haven't done these things i'm prejudging you before you even ask the question itself is a judgment yes right so recognizing that that's not necessarily the case And do you think that's, is that coming from you judging yourself about the thing? Oh yeah. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Hardcore. (laughs) Hardcore. Big, big explanation. Yep. Mm -hmm. Big, big on the nose. That's my fucking mirror that I'm looking in. Yeah. What about you? I, I am working on trying to, understand that in my moments of upset that maybe a person or an incident is the catalyst for uh, that that person is not wrong you know that 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 person also built who they are out of programming and trauma and reacting to life their whole life and their situation and there's no reason for me to react angrily as if they are acting in a way that they shouldn't. That's my mm. gauge of how somebody should act. And I should never expect someone else to act the way I would in a situation. Um, so that's interesting. That feels like that's the polar opposite. So I'm trying to feel like somebody's not judging me and you're trying to not judge somebody's reaction right right that's interesting that's so funny uh i think like a good example is you know don't don't be mad at a parent who can't isn't giving you exactly what you need because even though you have a right to be mad and you have a right to feel um you know whatever it is unsupported and unlifted up uh in in ways that maybe we don't think of as support um 
unless you know that person is purposely doing that and is a horrible person and is like sure. trying to fucking tear you down. Um, you know, remember that we all have a very specific set of like skills kind of we've all only got so much to work with and it's all based on our life experiences and um it's probably better for me instead of getting lost in the upset and the rage and and the anger um not trying to get something from that person that they're not capable of giving and not being mad at them for not being capable of it they probably didn't choose to not be capable of whatever kind of support or love I feel like I need in that moment. Right. Basically, I'm just trying to remember we all fucked up. Mm-hmm. We all so fucked up. And that's okay. Yeah. And I guess that's part of just like, yeah, not going back to not going back to a source for something that I need that I know I'm not going to get there. And then being mad at that person and blaming that person for not being able to give it. Um, it feels like a waste of feels. It's just circle, a circle of feels that helps nobody. Where instead you could find whatever the thing is in yourself, maybe. Or just right. somewhere else. Or, for, or from someone else. Yeah. Someone else, somewhere else, whatever I feel like I'm not getting from this interaction, I shouldn't be mad at that person for not being able to give it to me. I've learned that they can't find us somewhere else. I get mad. Well, that, I mean, that's very adult. That's very Thanks. adult of you. Just yeah. Just reasons to be upset. Yeah. Whatever, whatever look that looks like, you know. That, that feels like growth is what that feels like. It does. It does feel like growth, which is interesting, though, because I don't feel growthy. <laughs> growth is mostly hard miserable <laughs> yeah blogging. there's like things I've done this year that I you know I'm proud of and blah 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 but everything emotionally and physically because of the state of the world is so like mushy and like feels like the matrix of life feels non-solid um so like I I don't like when we were talking about goals and resolutions, I kind of don't feel like I can make them. I don't feel like I'm able to fully absorb the, like my own things that I've done or how I should feel about them because everything feels so in constant flux. Like I, I wonder if I've even in the past like year or so had like actually sat in any one emotion for you know a considerable amount of time like the the, it's just god there's so many things happening at once I feel like everything is happening at the same time which can make it hard to like decipher how you feel about everything unless it's centaur world have I talked to you about centaur world no oh my god first of all fucking watch it I I have heard of centaur world and that it is just absolute batshit chaos um, it's, I loved it. It's the most beautiful musical I've seen in ages. Um, and I'm including Hamilton, very different vibes, but I didn't even realize at first that it was a musical because it was a cartoon with freaking half animal, half not. Is that the one where she like work, walks through the fire at one point? There is fire. Um, it's this beautiful story about feelings and how you feel about, it really is about how you feel about yourself. Mm. Um, so 
if you are looking to feel good, be it about yourself or the rest of the world, and this is going to look, it's going to make you cry. It's not all happy. Some of it is sad <laughs> because that's how feelings work. But at the end of it, I just felt so incredibly good. That is good information. Okay. Yeah. let's put the, Where can we find Centaur World? Center World is on Netflix. Two seasons and it seems like, and it's animated. Um, and it seems like it is, that's it. Two seasons. They told their story. They end it like, and we're fucking done. And we're not going to suck this to death. (laughs) What's that like? So you talked about, I'm definitely going to check that out, but you talked about like the kind of wide spectrum of feelings that you're feeling all at the same time and you haven't sat in any of them. If you had to pick one and say, this is the one I want to sit in. What would you say is your favorite one that you would want to spend more time in? that you haven't necessarily had the opportunity to? I'm going to say what came to my mind first, which is contentment. Mm. Because that is happening. Uh, and I'm, I'm lucky to be in a house with my dude and, you know, a pet that we love and we're super into each other and we don't fight and we've, um, figured out a way to work around each other like all the time um, and there have been many many moments where I have you know just had a feeling of contentment and in, in my space that I love with my you know with my my things that I love and doing as much as I can in my house that are things that I love but um it is usually quickly overlapped with something else, be it because it came through on my phone or because my brain just doesn't stop. Um, and I wish I could uh, appreciate that a little bit longer. Well, that is a deeply good answer in a way that makes me feel guilty that that's not going to be my answer. I wish that <laughs> had been my answer because that's a fucking great answer. Uh, thanks. What's your answer? <laughs> Ah, I'm so embarrassed that I'm going to say this. (laughs) The feeling that I love that, again, I think this pandemic has like stolen from me is anticipation. The excitement of the thing, which I marries into like planning something and like making the big list and doing all the stuff to get to the thing and like waiting for the excitement. And that has been replaced with anxiety. Because it's the same feeling mm-hmm. of over-preparedness and, like, terror of what's coming instead of, like, happy anticipation for what's coming. It's been overshadowed with fear of what's coming. Right. Um, but the happy anticipation that I used to have about a lot of – and some of it is because, like, there is nothing coming. It's right, just an endless cycle thing right. at home. Yeah. Um, but that is a feeling that I I have I feel like I have lost right now of like excited anticipate, which is funny considering it was just Christmas. But that that's just true, right? That the anxiousness and I might right. have gotten to happy anticipation this year, but then Omicron came in and like fucked everything. And like so, like a cat batted it fucking out of your Yeah, it was like, like oh, nope. were you gonna were you gonna do this? Was this gonna be a nice experience? Nope. Hilarious. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, man, sitting in contentment, that is something 
I should put that on my New Year's resolution. Right. No, I, happier. I think that's interesting though, because we both have the feeling of something being taken from us an inability to enjoy something, um, be it an actual moment of, of peace where everything is great or the excited anticipation of something that has, we feel like that's been removed and it's not in our control. Um, and you're totally right. And the holidays make sense because I had the same, I totally had the same vibe and I had like a moment of excitement, like at one of my, uh, like dropping stuff off at the post office, um, packing up to go to your place. And like, we had a bag filled with presents and like, that was, um, anticipation, like happy excitement, but you know, it is. It was fleeting and totally, I mean, you can't stop being like, yeah, it's anticipation because we're going to do a thing where we're going to see our friends and we all had to take a test. And now that's right. And it's like a freaking car accident of emotions, which is how I feel like things are layering to the point of not being able to enjoy stuff. Yeah. Well, this is depressing. I know, right? This is the, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a would you rather, which I think will cheer us up. Speaking of things that the moment of contentment, but now it's going to be like contentment overkill. Uh, this is an incredibly depressing episode instead of a <laughs> cheerful one. Sorry, folks. But you know what? Like all the feelings this year have been incredibly oh, depressing and that's valid. Him. Yeah. Um, would you rather have Halloween decorations all year long forever or Christmas decorations all year long forever? Two very different vibes Halloween. that both that both bring joy, but all year forever. Halloween. Halloween. Absolutely Halloween. Because it's too much for me. As much as I look, I'm a ball of effervescence. I am look, sometimes it's too much. I I am the person who would eventually be like, if we don't get off this, it's a small world ride. I'm going to beat all these little children to death, you know, with the or the emergency or like, um, so I think Christmas would be too much for me, too much for me forever. For sure. There's a, there's a level of cheeriness that I think at some point just cannot be maintained without losing some shit. How about you? I'm, I'm struggling with it because like the day after Christmas, I'm starting to tear all my stuff down, right? But right. Halloween, and I love Halloween decorations, but eventually I'm like, I cannot take the gore, the gory, creepy, deathy, everything like starts to bother me and I want the, the cleanly cheeriness. So I, uh, I, I, would, I would not rather either. I would rather move away from the yeah. decorations is there a bubble cluttering my space forever yeah oh. I, I i have a hard time with it but i think if i had to pick one mm, i think i'm going to pick christmas i think i'm going to pick christmas mm-hmm. i like red more than orange and i mm. think i think christmas like you could just do trees like i could do lots and lots and lots of trees right i feel like that's fine um but yeah like christmas feels more like there's a wider spectrum of the type of decorations that it's not mm-hmm. just for 
because I feel like Halloween has gore or spoopy and it's hard to find like an in-between. Now, are you including seasonal decorations? Because I'm also thinking pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns sure, and like, I mean, purple we, lights. Pumpkins forever. Scarecrows. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I can't decide if, if seasonal counts. I mean, I feel like at the very least with the Christmas lights all year round, that's helpful. Like Christmas lights <laughs> always make me feel good. Always. Yes. Now, I and- don't know if, you know, 24 hours a day, 12 months straight would still make you feel good. I feel right. like it would. It has helped me find my house a number of times. So it's also also useful. Just mm-hmm. overall, it's good for people for being safe. I'm going to yes. give you one. I'm going to give you one. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm going to set a scene for you. Mm. It's whatever your big holiday <clears throat> holiday day is. You walk into the family house. You'll be at for the next six hours. Would you rather walk into that house and kiss a wet, sticky child on the face that is not yours or be kissed by a very sweaty, wet uncle, knowing that whoever you kiss is also going to kiss you goodbye. Sticky child. Okay. Sticky child. The wet, sweaty <laughs> uncle, like, no, no, <sighs> no. Sticky, a sticky child won't get offended if you wipe the stick off of you. That's Wet, true. Wet, sweaty uncle be like, what's from here? Right, right. You have to wait till they turn around to wipe that off. And then maybe it dried on your face. You don't know. If yeah. Time. Oh, that's a great question. Both gross. Really good point, though. Really good logic. I think I'm going to say the same thing based on your... Yeah, you're choosing that kid will think it's hilarious that they've gotten sticky on you. They'll think mm-hmm. it's hilarious and they'll run off laughing and like cackling to themselves and maybe womp themselves on a wall and keep going. That's funny. Um, well, it's funny now, yeah, yeah. No, they keep going as long as they're like don't injure themselves, they just like bounce, sure, sure. They're bouncing, yeah, no, but then the sweaty uncle is gonna like want to talk to you, right? While you're just sitting there. Feeling the sweat dry on, on your feet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gross, 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 gross. Um, okay, I'm going to ask you how, in general, do you feel about 2022? <sighs> I continue That's to I want to be it. cautiously optimistic. I have to believe that either vaccines will be eligible for every single person or the anti-vaxxers are going to die. Right? Like, that feels like cautious optimism. And that sucks, too. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I feel sad. I feel sad. I feel sad that we're still here. Um... I feel like there isn't anything to look forward to until something major changes or something, or I make a major change. And I don't see any major changes for me on the horizon uh, other than, you know, the things that I've listed on my New Year's resolutions, but like, sure. feel sad about 2022 because it makes me feel like we're groundhog daying forever 
I had such high hopes for 2021 that I cannot get excited about 2022. Right. I feel that my... The, the despite the fact that I'm like a, a big dreamer, I'm like blah blah blah, imaginative and whatever. I I do have a very uh, a, a streak of realism to my thought processes, um, and as for as much as I'm surprised about this, I'm not surprised. Um, when I remember Justin and I talked about this, and this first happened, and, and he was like, "You know, we're making masks. And I was like, we're not going to need these forever. We're going to need. We don't need to make that many." We don't need to have that much stuff. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I think this is going to bubble before it. Um, but I find myself losing um, my like overall faith in people. Like I think I've been for the most part throughout my life and in, in the face of people, other people, maybe trying to convince me that like, no, people are shit. You have to be extra careful. People are garbage. You being like, no, I think people are all, you know, I think people are genuinely and generally good. Um, I feel that waning my ability to just not think that everything is shit. And that scares me. And I I'm hoping that 2022 doesn't, push me closer to, to that school of thought, because I think that that just closes you up to so many opportunities, right? If you believe that people are crap and you believe that people are dangerous, you are going to even subconsciously keep yourself from interacting with people. And we're already in a position where we're not meeting new people. Right. Um, and I, I guess I can, I, I can say, Equally, I'm afraid of 2022, but I have hope for something different in the future. And that's part of my goal. I I think my only goal um, or resolution is to, and throughout 2022, not to get rid of the word back from so many of my plans and processes, both looking at the whole world and looking at myself, not feeling like we need to get back to something normal. We're never going to get back. It's going to be something different. There is no going back. Thinking about, um, and I find myself doing this with my health a lot. Had some health hiccups. I've got some like orthopedic physical problems. And I, I catch myself in that cycle of thinking, you know, I'm just trying to get back to a place where I am able to do whatever the thing is. It's not about going back. It's about getting to a new place that is something different. Um, So I'm afraid of 2022 that it's going to push me to the point of not having any fucking faith in humanity at all. But hopeful um, that trying to think in a not back way will help me see what's ahead of me as not being horrible because I can't compare it to what it used to be. It's going to be something else. So I don't want to feel bad about it because I actually don't know what that is. I'm feeling bad about something that doesn't exist yet. A world that has not happened. 
and talking about this actually makes my stomach hurt a little bit. So I'm feeling that. I, I think our well. most depressing episode. Is it really depressing? Now, here's something I find uplifting, though. And I, I wrote this down. I'll show you because it's messy. But you mentioned fear. I mentioned despair as being some <laughs> predominant Casual. feelings in our life. But you started talking about resolutions and got super happy. And I got very excited talking about talking and talking about interacting with people. So it's not that we're devoid of happiness. Um, it's that we're living in a feelings quagmire, man. This is it. This is right. This is the quicksand that we were all afraid of. It's this. It's not actual quicksand. It's emotional quicksand. Take the horse, leave me alone. You just let me let me succumb to the quicksand. <laughs> no, take the horse. That was a never-ending story reference. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. I see it now. Oh my god. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. That was a nice. That was everything that else was is right, dark. That was right on par with me uh, calling last year. This past year, Claire. I think <laughs> we've had a nice communication bookend there. Um, so wait, hold on. No, no, no. I think everything you said is like super fucking important and very oh, optimistic. Oh, pff, great. See, I didn't and, even know. And the idea of like trying to check your thinking before it like cycles out of control, I guess. You know, is, it seems is an important be- question though. Like of yeah. how do you regulate that when right. you feel like, oh, I'm I'm looking behind and I want to be looking forward or I am in the depth of something and I want to be like, how are you, what, what have you been doing to regulate yourself in that moment to check your thinking and change it? Well, un- both unfortunately, and I guess fortunately, I have had some health stuff happen, which has been super related to stress. So I have in the back of my head, I have this, if things get too out of control, you're physically going to be hurt in some way. And that is helping me simply relax um, and forcing me to step away from anything that I feel like might be adding to whatever those feelings of despair are at that moment. Stepping away, just stepping away. It could be walking up and down the hallway for two seconds. Um, That has helped me immensely. And I used to not be able to do that because I used to be, don't get me wrong. I'm still tied to my fucking work. I'm still tied to my computer and throughout the day and like whatever. Um, But I finally have broken to a point the habit of what I'm working right now. And if I can just finish this one more task that I'm on, then I can go have an emotion. You know, I'm, I'm doing this one thing and it has to be completed before I can pay attention to what's in my brain. Um, So trying to not do that, trying to not find a way to make whatever task I'm doing somehow more important than what's going on inside my person, because it's just not, it's just not, I mean, unless I mean, look, I'm not a firefighter. You know what I mean? I'm not someone where any of my tasks or what I'm doing is going to hurt somebody else if I stop for five minutes, that's just the reality of the world. 
I wish I had better tools. Um, I'm trying to learn better tools because I am very specifically in a situation right now where I can walk away for five minutes. I'm at home. I'm working at home. I'm out very um, infrequently um, when it comes to like an actual schedule. And there is no reason for me to hurt myself by pushing myself through a task if I don't have to. Does that sound helpful? Yes, that's incredibly helpful. It's funny. I always say we're not caught, we're not curing cancer, but it's the same idea. Not a firefighter. The thing that we're doing, like it's at the end of the day, we're pushing papers. I mean, like what's on the papers matters, but it doesn't, nobody dies if we don't get it done. And the truth is even, yeah, unless you're in the middle of treating somebody as a surgeon or something Mm -hmm. else. Yeah. I mean, there's very few circumstances or situations where you, you cannot give yourself the two minutes you absolutely need to not spiral into a place you won't be able to get out of. But man, is that fucking difficult. <laughs> you know, I used to do that at the office all the time. It was the, um, I'll go pee in a second. I just got to finish this one thing. And it would get to the point where like, I had to go to the bathroom so bad I couldn't think straight. So I no longer could complete the thing I was doing. And I just think that's such a great example of how we ignore what is going on because we are so task oriented. Um, And there's very little else I can do, right? The world is falling, fucking falling apart. Um, I can only do what I can do in a day. And one of the things I can do is not treat myself poorly. I think that's I mean, a great ending point. Oh, one great. of the things we can do is not treat ourselves poorly. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fucking great ending moment. Excellent. So now let's move on yes. to the political minute. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, and I just got a notification that says my battery's going to die. So I'm going to do it quick. Yeah. Oh, dude, Candy, you are fucking profound today. Am I profound. on it? You have said important things today. So, well, I've, you know, I haven't done anything for a few days, so I can think straight. You, I mean, <laughs> nailing it left and right. Uh, political minute. Omicron rips through the nation, the world again. Um, people mm-hmm. are not being cautious because there's this narrative that, like, it's not that bad. But, like, fuck that. A lot of people still can't get vaccinated. So it's still that bad for all the people who love somebody who has not yet been vaccinated and it is terrifying and it is upsetting and it is frustrating for the feeling that like, Oh, I'm over it, but like, it's not over us and this shit is still going on. So a level up your masks, wear them, get vaccinated. If you're not get boosted, if you haven't yet, uh, and if you're unvaccinated by choice, like get fucked. I mean, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a conversation that I want to say it's a conversation we can all have forever, but we are. And that's why this is going on forever. That back and forth of do it. Why aren't you doing it? And, and, 
such a good example of how we have set up all of our systems. It's just this back and forth, back and forth, shouting at each other. Meanwhile, 800,000 people are dead mm-hmm. just in our country. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's hard to not be filled with despair and fear. It is hard to not hate your neighbor or your family member or your friend or whatever who is actively doing the thing that you believe and science is telling us is continuing, is keeping this ongoing. Um, Man, I guess what do we work on in 2022? Collectively, I think we need to... Keep on keeping on. I don't know. Every time I buy fucking moisturizer, I'm like, this is stupid. The world is on fire and I'm worried about my skin and my heels. But I can't even tell you how many how many face things I got for Christmas this year on purpose. That's all I asked for. Things for my face. Right. My filth. Because you get my Uh. filth. (laughs) Yeah, just like take care of you guys. It has been a rough motherfucking few years mm-hmm. um, uh, are we promo- what are we promoting winter episode oh uh the uh, issue number four of the rad bag by candy presents sparkle is available for purchase that is the final issue of the first year and one full year has been completed and that's very exciting well fucking done thank you and um i believe this is our 43rd catch run episode damn still wanting people to feel good (sighs) running (laughs) out of steam (laughs) Uh, um well thanks folks for spending your 2021 with us yeah we really enjoyed um we're honored we're honored to uh pop through your microphones uh speakers rather speakers my i'm into my microphone and popping out of your speakers um we will catch up with you guys next year um we will totally be around on the internet we are going to break and breathe for a spell and we fucking love you guys take care of you I love you, Candy. Just yeah. I love you, Noodle. This has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. This yeah. has been really nice. Not in person yet. Not in person yet. Some right. someday soon. Someday mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. I have feelings about that too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Share share your good feelings with each other. Uh, share feelings with us. You can contact us at chacharonpodcast at gmail.com. You can find Candy at Candy Presents on Instagram. You can find Noodle at Noodling Around and Books in My Baby. And we hope you guys um rock out at the end of the year safely. Safely. Also, drop us any of your resolutions that you're excited about. Yeah, what y'all working on next year that's not and we will hold you publicly accountable. Right? We're gonna have a whole thing. It'll be a whole thing. Join us. How fun. (laughs) How fun. Love you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. And we're done. I'm gonna cut that right there. Still recording.